It's Thursday, February 11, 2016. No, we will not allow back into the White House a political party which is so beholden to the fossil fuel industry that they cannot even acknowledge the scientific reality of climate change. Let it go to anything about it. Bernie Sanders slams Republican presidential candidates on climate change denial after winning New Hampshire in a landslide. The science tells us we have to do more. Supreme Court says, "Mm, not right now, as it halts historic new emission standards for power plants. U.N. moves ahead anyway on emission standards for the airline industry. Plus, heat wave in the Arctic as winter sea ice hits the lowest level ever recorded. All of those stories and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. So the groundhog, Puxatawney Phil, uh, said it's going to be an early spring, which means warmer weather. So naturally, the conservatives now think that Puxatawney Phil is in the tank with the liberals on global warming. Oh, like he's not. Wake up, sheeple. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, I know you had to be uh, happy hearing Bernie Sanders talk about climate change about three different times during his victory speech in New Hampshire. Yes, it was great. In his victory speech after his landslide win in the New Hampshire Democratic presidential primary this week, Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders scathingly attacked the Republican Party's denial of climate science as a primary reason to keep them out of the White House. He went on to echo Pope Francis in describing climate action as our moral responsibility. We have a moral responsibility to work with countries throughout the world to transform our energy system away from fossil fuel to energy efficiency and sustainable energy. And the crowd went wild. Yes, they did. And in her concession speech, former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton called for the U.S. to become a clean energy superpower of the world, launching a national mission to create millions of jobs, building new renewable energy infrastructure. Not surprisingly, on the Republican side, not a single Republican presidential candidate mentioned climate change in New Hampshire at all. Color me shocked. Meanwhile, we're the first generation to feel the impact of climate change, and the last generation that can do something about it. And that's why I committed the United States to leading the world on this challenge. Because I believe there is such a thing as being too late. Well, the Supreme Court disagrees. That was President Obama back in August announcing his landmark clean power plan, the first ever standards for the nation's power plants to cut the carbon emissions that cause dangerous global warming. As if to prove that elections have consequences, on Tuesday, the conservative majority on the U.S. Supreme Court in a very narrow five to four decision put a temporary stay on those new emissions standards, halting their implementation while a coalition of states and fossil fuel interests challenged their legality in court. This ruling is unprecedented. Never before has the court issued a stay on any federal regulation undergoing lower court review. This is an ominous sign that the court's conservative majority could overturn it. So this case is still being heard at the lower court level. Yes. And the court has said that while it's being heard, 
these standards still must move forward. And then the Supreme Court comes in and says, no, no, we have to stop it until the lower court has figured things out. States can go forward if they want to, but the Supreme Court is giving them a pass if they don't want to. The four liberal justices on the court said they wouldn't have even taken up the issue. Just amazing. Talk about your activist courts. But the world is moving ahead, even if the U.S. isn't for now. The United Nations this week proposed the first ever limits on carbon emissions for the airline industry. It's the fastest growing sector of emissions. Environmental groups said the proposed standards are far too weak to make a difference, but United Nations officials defended the rules, saying they will spur innovation in research and development of low-carbon alternatives to jet fuel. Well, don't tell the U.S. Supreme Court. Finally, up in the Arctic, it's deep winter and sea ice should be building up toward its annual maximum extent. However, with unusually mild temperatures this winter, including record warmth in December that saw the temperatures go above freezing in the Arctic, scientists now say that in January, the Arctic hit the lowest sea ice extent on record since satellite measurements began in 1979, according to the National Snow and Ice Data Center. That's equivalent to missing a region of ice the size of Texas, New Mexico, Maryland, and New Hampshire combined. So that whole thing about global warming being over, not so over? Not so over. Imagine that. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to, check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Don't forget, you can download our reports anytime via Stitcher, TuneIn, or iTunes. Find us and follow us on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report.